Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Time Podcast, episode 15. I'm your host, Micah, and joining to be, me today is my co-host, Nelson. How's it hey. going, Nelson? Hey, doing well, thanks. Cool. So, uh, you just got back from a <laughs> trip, I, I hear. Yeah, I just uh, took a quick uh, Disneyland trip this weekend. So, did a half day of work on Friday and then just booked it right down to LA from, or Anaheim from there. <laughs> How was the weather? I hear it was really hot. Uh, it was uh, definitely on the warm side. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I was still on the freeway um, on Friday, headed down, like, a part of it, I took the, the five. Mm-hmm. And my thermometer in my car was saying it was, like, 115. I was like, what? <laughs> and it was that was the afternoon, right? Yeah, and it was, like, I got to the parks, I want to say, like, 430 mm-hmm. or so. So, yeah, late afternoon, and it was, like, by the time I got to the actual parks, it was, like, 92. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> In the late afternoon. That's pretty crazy. And then yeah. I I hear the the um, the crowds were kind of huge or, like, big. Yeah, they, it, the parks were pretty pretty busy this past weekend. And Friday evening kind of made sense because it was the... It was a scheduled day for Mickey's Halloween party. Mm-hmm. So Friday, yeah, sure. Okay. But Saturday, I guess it's because it's the weekend. <laughs> but I know. That's kind of weird. It, it was so busy yesterday. I, it's Me and Rissa were kind of just scratching our heads like, why are there, where do these people come from? <laughs> yeah, seriously. This is like not the peak season. I wouldn't think it's a peak season either. So that's why it's kind of confusing why it's so busy right now. But, uh, I mean, and none of the new attractions are open yet, so... Exactly. Yeah. Why? Well, where, why Why the, the sudden influx? Because, I mean, when I, meant for, when I went for my surprise trip back in early October, mm-hmm. it was busy that weekend, too. The one day that I went. So, just like... I know. What, that's, what's happening? <laughs> it just seems like uh, more and more people are headed to the park, even with, like, ticket prizes raises and, and, and things like that, you know? It's just, hey, yeah. it's pretty, um, pretty crazy. It's interesting, but, uh, you know, even, even the max pass probably wouldn't even be of, of much use because you'd, they'd run out of distribution for the day, you know? Well, in all honesty, it was happening yesterday where a lot of the fast passes were running out like early in the day. Exactly. And me and Rissa were thinking like, I think it's because of max pass. <laughs> oh, so the max pass attributed to that right yeah well, i think because uh, there's so many people right. in the parks right so and it, it just means everybody's using it <laughs> yeah so like just people are just paying the 10 bucks for the day and you know yeah just get their fast passes on their phones that's pretty um pretty intense man I, at least uh you got to do stuff right i mean you got to do your quest for halloween treats yeah, I got some more checked off the list, and uh, including some savory stuff too—not just sweets, but. Uh, so yeah, uh, what were the savory items you tried? Because I I know we've been posting the the sweet items. So, uh, what mm-hmm. are some of the savory ones that you uh, tried this time? So um, on the Friday night, I got to try the fire dragon tacos. Wow! Over at the well, what's it called? The Hollywood catering truck right 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 Sounds... next to the back lot so yeah so uh what did you think they were good and um it was uh the meat inside was pork belly so it had a little wow. bit of fat on them <laughs> wow that's good <laughs> which, which yeah and it had so it came with some kimchi slaw so it had a little kick to it cool cool yeah it was really good anything on saturday that was savory um no <laughs> okay okay so I mean, it was just like the, the sweet stuff then, right? Yeah. So we had a lunch reservation at um, Carthay Circle. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we went to um, the Clarabelle's across the street for I got the Batwing Sunday. 
right. for my dessert. Okay. okay. So, so yeah. Did you take any video of that uh, Sunday? Because I know I was looking at the videos you uploaded. And uh, anything for the that Sunday? You mean earlier today? Well, I mean um, for the Batwing Sunday that you got. Did you? Uh, oh, did oh, oh the sun. <laughs> uh, I no no review of the actual like me eating it. Okay, but cool. Just the just the picture that I took. Yeah, because I I know you had some uh, that we can use for the vlog. So if you're listening, so listeners, uh, look out for that. We're gonna have a uh, Nelson's uh, vlog post coming up for this uh, weekend's trip. And, yeah, and uh, Rissa's gonna be in R- it too. Right. Yeah, Rissa was uh, able to come down also this weekend. So met up with her on um, Saturday morning. Yeah. And just spent the day. So that sounds like a pretty fun trip, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, um, well, I mean, we did meet up with AJ for a little bit, but that was just like for, I don't know, five minutes because okay. uh, apparently he was there with family and right. me and Rissa were kind of like, uh, we kind of don't want to bother them if right, he's with right, family. Right. So Got it. We were hoping to meet up with him, but uh, again later, but it, it unfortunately didn't happen. Okay. Did you get, you didn't get any footage with him, do you? No. Okay. Okay. That's cool. But yeah, uh, listeners, just uh, watch out for that uh, vlog post. Uh, we're going to put the videos together and uh, we'll uh, get you guys an, an account of this weekend. So yeah. that's something to look forward to. Um, you know, we've gotten some good reviews on uh, on YouTube. If you've seen the comments, Nelson, have you seen any of them? For your, I actually uh, have not. So that's actually cool. Yeah. If check it out. Um, you'll see on your vlog. There's some comments on there. And then... Uh, also, also for our latest one, uh, the review on Wine Country Trattoria, uh, nice. we got some comments on there too. So, uh, thanks guys, uh, and just remember to subscribe because so we can get more viewership, pretty much. Um, so now uh, let's get to our podcast. Back to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I got I picked out a couple a few articles um, from the past week. The first one talks about a Disney-loving couple visiting all six theme parks in one day. So this couple from Tennessee, uh, Heather and Clark, they visited all six U.S. Disney theme parks in one day. They started at Hollywood Studios in Orlando, then they went to Epcot, Magic Kingdom, and Animal Kingdom, and then uh, they didn't just go in and out. Uh, They went and got a bite and then visited one attraction at each place. Then after visiting the four parks in Orlando, they rushed to the airport, and caught a cross-country flight to LA and it went off without a hitch and were able to visit California Adventure and then Disneyland to round out the, the full day. Um, so Nelson, what do you think about their their journey? It's kind of going viral even though you know I've heard of people doing that before. Yeah, this is it's not new. <laughs> right exactly it's, it's not a it's not a groundbreaking challenge or anything but uh... Yeah, it's um, it's 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 difficult, in all honesty, to pull it off because there's so many variables that could have gone wrong. Um, so, particularly the transportation. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And particularly that, flying into LAX. I know. And so, <laughs> tell me about that. <laughs> oh, I know, man. That's one yeah. heck of an airport. So, um, one one thing I heard. So, remember there was an event that they did up all night. It was during Leap Day. On uh, one of the Februarys, I forgot what year it was. It was a couple years ago. Um, so it's like February 29th. They had up all night. It was a 24-hour event. Disneyland and Disney World were open for 24 hours. So I saw an article. Um, and one guy, he went from California, started on California side, and then went to the Florida parks because they're up open 24 hours, right? So yeah, that... That was, I think, is even more difficult uh, right, to do. Go, right, because it's um, easier to go from Florida to California because of the time shift that helps you out. Right. But doing the opposite of California to Florida, that's significantly harder. You lose your, your, your three hours there. Right. And then, but if he had the advantage of, you know, if the parks were actually open for a full 24 hours, then right. that wasn't... Uh, really uh an obstacle at that point so 
But uh, if than, you were going to pull that off at then, then that seemed like the perfect time to do it. <laughs> exactly. And and other than being sleep deprived, you know, that's because uh, <laughs> I well, remember. You know. Yeah, that was um, that's something where if you try to stay at the park for 24 hours, you're just going to die. <laughs> yeah, it's it's overstimulation. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But you do run into lower crowds when you're in line for stuff uh, at around 2 a.m. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's um, that's pretty cool. Um, they said in the article the reason why the husband planned it is because the wife's father died unexpectedly last year, and so they decide he decided to surprise her with it. So I'm assuming, you know, the human element to it is what is uh, making it go viral um, mm. right now. You know, there's a there's a story behind it, basically. Instead of just doing it. Yeah, instead of just doing it just to do it. So mm. it's gotten traction. And um, actually, the article was posted on People. So uh, that's mm. <laughs> it's pretty big, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, let's move on to the next article. Um, the next article is... Uh, called Disney wouldn't let Wreck-It Ralph 2 joke about Kylo Ren. That's pretty interesting uh, because so it talks about how Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Wrecks the Internet, is is supposed to be irreverent because it it puts a bunch of IPs together and you know they're using the guise of the internet to to do this. They um, animators or the writers went over to to Lucasfilm. And said, hey, we're doing this and we're going to throw in a Kylo Ren joke about him being a spoiled child. And Lucasfilm said, uh, please don't do that. We don't want you to show him a spoiled child because uh, he's our villain and we'd prefer you not. So the writers actually listened and they did not write that in there. Um, what do you think, Nelson? Uh I don't know. There seems to be all these articles about being oversensitive yeah yeah <laughs> like when tiana was uh had to be reanimated for not being or looking i guess too whitewashed mm-hmm. right right <laughs> um have, there's another article we went over a week or two ago that I, I can't remember but i just feel like some of these are just really <laughs> i know it, it's it seems like um disney can't get away with doing something funny anymore you know? I know. I mean, it, it's it's all in good fun, really. It's not. I shouldn't take something like this too seriously. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. It's ah, man. That's the way the world goes, I guess. Trying to be uh, sensitive to everybody. But, yeah, I uh, guess. I mean, it's Disney against Disney at that point. But I, I seriously, like you know, they probably could have put Kylo Ren in there. You know, they didn't have to ask permission from Lucasfilm. Yeah, um, I, they also made a like a little reference to like Tony Stark's co- goatee <laughs> at yeah. the bottom of the exactly of the article. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, oh, said they're, oh, they're not gonna make fun of it, but <laughs> they could have. You know? They could have. I don't know. It's just something that's like, eh, you could do it. Just just make it funny. I, I don't know. I think it'll be good even without it. But you know, yeah, and for something like that, I I would have thought that. The audience just would have found it funny, right? You know, lighthearted, lighthearted. Yeah, but oh well. <laughs> yeah, I know that's it, again do? as long as it makes people happy, I guess. Exactly, exactly. All right, um, so let's move on to the final article, and it is Disney's Jungle Cruise moves back nine months to July 2020. Disney's going to open it in the heart of summer movie season, July 24, 2020. Originally, the film was scheduled for October 10, 2019. Um, originally, this was the only project with a title set for the for that date, which was October 10 uh, next year. Even though Warner Brothers had an untitled DC film and Sony had an untitled animated franchise movie currently slotted in that spot. Um, we don't know why they moved it. But they moved it, so um, they're moving it when there's going to be a bunch of other blockbusters, you know. Usually, summer is a season for things like Marvel to release a new Avengers or, you know, like Spider-Man to come out with something. Or even Guardians of the Galaxy, but 
Um, now they're throwing in Jungle Cruise. Um, Nelson, what do you think about about this? Like they're pushing it back to summer season for blockbusters. Yeah, it was so. Like you said, it was slated for fall next year. Right, originally. Originally, but um, I guess they just wanted to put it. In all honesty, I don't know how successful this movie is going to be. Exactly. exactly. Because, um, I mean, I, I love the ride. The right, skippers me too. Are, me the, too. The skippers are really good or really entertaining. And I love the skipper canteen over at Magic Kingdom, the restaurant. Exactly, yeah. And so I love them. I love it as a ride and even and as, as a restaurant over at Magic Kingdom. But for a movie and with Dwayne Johnson... I mean, sure, he's um, recently did the, what's that other movie? Jumanji. Jumanji, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty entertaining. That was pretty funny. Do you um, think uh, they're going to go that direction with Jungle Cruise, like Jumanji style? <laughs> I, I would definitely think it would be like a comedy. Right, for sure. Because, I mean, the skippers are comedians, exactly. <laughs> essentially. Exactly. So, um, yeah. Uh, oh, just back to the the whole timing though. Right, um, timing. Yep. I, I'm yeah. I'm just. I was curious as to how successful it will be, just because I sure I find it. I find the original ride and the restaurant great, but I don't think it's very popular. Like in general. Yeah. Um. Yeah. As, and so moving this move like moving this into the prime time movie season, I guess they just want to to get more exposure because more people since it's summer vacation there'll just be more kids available to see it that since you know it's uh there'll be there's there's no school at the time so right so they they think they're gonna make more money in the summer rather than the fall basically they can get yeah, more just because right just because all the kids will be you know out of school and i i'd think that this would be a kid's movie so did was do you know if Jumanji was a hit because that was around the summertime, right? This year when they released it? Was it? I thought that was like late last year. Yeah, it was like a like a came out in December, I thought. Oh, right, you're right. It did. Cuz yeah, did you see 20. like a, yep. you saw like a special screening of it? Yeah, I did. It was December 20 uh 2017, but I I watched it around November because they had that screening for Amazon Prime people. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're right. It was in the season where it's like, you know, not the blockbuster hit season, basically. So this is kind of strange that they're they're going to release it in the big blockbuster movie season. Um, you know, because they're going to be up against some big films, I I would assume. Uh, yeah, I have no idea what's slated really for, for 2020. <laughs> and, and you never know with um, stuff like where they take a ride and they turn it into a movie um because they tried that with the haunted mansion you know they took eddie murphy and they put him in there in the movie and it flopped but then again they took pirates of the caribbean and then they have like a bunch of sequels you know so it could go either way i think um yeah it just depends on how they execute it really yeah it could be on their marketing it could be on how they you know get people to watch it or how they get people to review it, but this is kind of um, interesting on their timing here for me. Yeah, I mean, like you said, they didn't really say why they moved it, but exactly they might they might uh, they might say so later. So I guess we'll just have to stay tuned. Yeah, uh, July twenty twenty is July twenty fourth twenty twenty is still quite a bit away a ways away. So yeah, we got time for them to tell us, or they could even move it again. And we will we'll know later, basically. Well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see what they do uh, if they keep it or not. We'll see for sure. So yeah, that was uh, all three articles we had for uh, this episode. Um, now let's move on to the topic that we have this week. I didn't introduce it earlier, but uh, I'll introduce it now. Nelson is going to be going to Epcot in November, which is coming up soon. And he's going to be going uh, primarily to go for Epcot's um, International Food and Wine Festival. And so we just wanted to do an episode here where we talk about our previous experiences with food and wine and what you may expect 
when you go um, as well. So Food and Wine Festival, uh, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's Epcot's um, one of the, the major festivals that they hold every year. Uh, I believe there are four, right, Nelson? Correct. Yeah, so they have the four festivals. Um, Food and Wine is the one where they bring in uh, cuisine uh, in the form of uh, bite-sized eats uh, from different parts of the world. They set up food booths outside of the at the World Showcase where you can get uh, try different bites as well as different um, like beverages that are available from different parts of the world. And uh, you can go around and try them. Um, and then it's not like the typical stuff that you would see at the World Showcase uh, throughout the year. Because, uh, you know, there are only a few pavilions there that... And then they'd add more during Food and Wine Festival. So, Nelson, um, let's talk about our previous experiences. Um, you went last year, right? Yes. I. Um, so the first time ever I went was uh with you back right. in 2012 and that was actually more of a a side thing because I, w- I visited you because you know you were working there at, during the college program right and then um when i visited you it just so happened to be the last week of the food and wine festival so yeah it was a really good timing uh yeah I would say. right and then after that, it, I took a four-year break, and the last, the the next visit was for me was 2016. Oh yeah, okay. And then again last year, and then I'm work. I'm gonna go again this year, and uh, then <laughs> we're all gonna go next year. <laughs> that's right. So it, it's become an annual tradition for you, pretty much, right? Yeah, so I guess since 2016. Since 2016. So what started out as an accident turned into an annual tradition, basically. <laughs> Yep, because I love it so much. It's so much fun. It's so much great variety of foods. And yeah, plenty of beer. <laughs> plenty of beer. So um, we won't go over all of the stuff that's at Food and Wine Festival because there's just so much stuff. Um, right. Like, you know, every every country is going to have at least two items that are for each booth. Um, sometimes there's more at the booths. And it's just it's just overwhelming if we just throw everything at you right now. So um, let's let's give some insight into what we've tried before and what we're looking forward to, like now for you, and then in the future something we'd like to see uh, that isn't there now that we probably want them to add so that we can try some of that cuisine. Um, Nelson, since you you've recently went last year and you're about to go. Um, I'm pretty sure you have some things on your list that you want to try this time, right? Oh, well, definitely some repeats. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go over the, the repeats. Um, what are some of the items on your repeats? Um, let's go by country. What's what's one country that you have a repeat? Um, would be Canada. Well, the first one would be Canada. Yeah. So let's start with Canada. And uh, yeah, what what's one? Well... I kind of think I know what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, it's it's what you're thinking. It's the filet mignon bite, right? Correct. So the filet mignon, um, that's at the Canada booth. Um, it's it's at the Canada Pavilion at World Showcase, um, right in front of Le Cellier. And that's actually, I, I believe that's where they get the, the filet mignon from, right? Yeah. So if you want a full filet mignon, you can uh, make some dining reservations at Le Cellier and it's going to be there. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, what what sticks out to you about the, the filet mignon that makes you want to repeat it, basically? Well, for one thing, the sauce that it comes with is just so, so good. And the um, it's I believe it's braised with like a red wine. Right. Yep. Yep. And um, the filet itself, the filet mignon. Oh, it's so tender. Yes. I mean, it's like cutting with it with a knife. Even the plastic knife is like cutting butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like hot butter. It's just oh, really smooth. Oh, man. It is so good. So that's pretty much a staple. Every time I've, we've gone, ever since 2012 even, um, man, that that's like a must-have. And it, it seems to be because I see it every year. So it seems to be a staple. 
It's yeah, it's delectable. Um, it's yeah, very popular. <laughs> I just have to say, like, uh, it makes my mouth water just thinking about it. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that good. So guys, if you have to try something, you know, try that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, any other repeats that you want to mention for right now? You know, for oh yes, like, yeah. Uh, okay. So at the Brazilian booth. They have these uh, cheese bread balls. Oh, I've heard of that. Oh man, the cheese in it is just so, 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 so good. And it, I mean, they kind of remind. Now that um, I've had the quote-unquote biscuits over at Carthay Circle, right? Um, they kind of remind me of that. Oh, so it's essentially a dough ball, mm-hmm. but instead of being fried, it's baked. Okay, and then inside is cheese. Just straight so up cheese. Yeah, just straight up cheese. Wow. And I mean, it's quite simple in you know explanation, but oh man, it is so good. Yeah, so, I've heard yeah. that's that's something that you always like would love to try. Somebody, somebody told me to try it, and I have to because I didn't try it like in 2012. I don't even think it was there. <laughs> really? Oh, I don't. I don't even remember. Was it there? Do you know? I, uh, I, in all honesty, when back in 2012, it. I don't think we tried it yeah. if it was there, yeah. but... Uh, we didn't try it. I, I remember trying the filet mignon, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the yeah, only and... thing I have to say about the filet mignon is there's not enough. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, of course. It leaves you wanting more, basically. Yeah. Just have to get another one. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and then also mm-hmm. um, at the Australia booth... Okay. The grilled uh, lamb chop. Oh, oh that's was good, huh? Really good too. Yeah, um, I think the first time I tried it was last year. Oh yeah. So. Um, oh no, what, sorry, 2016, definitely. What did you think of it uh, last year in 2016? Is oh, it's. I mean, it, it, they have a. It's like a mint pesto that comes with it. Okay. And um, it's very refreshing the pesto itself, but oh, the 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 lamb chop is grilled like to perfection. <laughs> it is so good, I love it. So, well, how's the the meat to bone ratio? Is it like a lot of meat and a little bit of bone, or so more bone from, and a little bit of meat? Uh, I think there's more meat than bone. So okay, the 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 optimal um, amount. I guess. Yeah amount or rather the optimal option between you know right more, more meat to bone ratio okay um but they're still kind of small portion to like to begin with okay but uh yeah i mean you get uh, the all of these um items are you know just a small little taste really right right so yeah just keep that in mind but um yeah uh, it's it's it, it was super good just really juicy too. So, because lamb tends to, for 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 me, lamb tends to dry out. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, thankfully, I guess the the pesto helps it keep its uh, keep some moisture in. But oh, it's really good. Well, so, that's good to know. Yeah, those are um, just the ones off the top of my head that I can think of. Okay. Cool. Cool. I definitely want to get again. <laughs> so, I assume you've. You've made a list, right? Have you made a list of stuff you want to try? I actually have. I actually have not uh, compiled anything quite yet. Okay, so I'm I'm assuming you're gonna make one, right? Just oh yeah, so. I need to look on uh, what booths are available because um they they tend to add some new booths every year. Okay. Because I think last year was the, the booth uh, the the year they actually introduced Thailand, which is surprising. Yeah, it's like, pretty surprising. This is kind of late. <laughs> Why is Thailand <laughs> only introduced now? Right, but, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So, um, in terms of uh, drinks, when you go around, do you just go for the beers or do you try the mixed drinks from the different booths there? For me, I have historically just gone for the beers. Okay. So they um, do offer like uh, some wine flights, mm-hmm. um, and so it depends on the pav- on the booth. On the booth but, yeah. Uh, um, and yeah, it's primarily, from what I can recall, it's primarily just beer and wine that are served at 
these uh, booths, but some of them have some like other kind of alcohol drinks as well. So I remember in 2012, I got this. Um, it was a mixed drink with Bacardi, and it was like a dragon fruit style, um, like blended drink. It was pretty good. Uh, so it's, you know, it's a rum base. Uh, I liked it, and then uh, I also attended a one of the seminars. It was a mixology class. Um, oh, nice! And Bacardi was hosting it, and we got to learn how to make that drink. Basically, the one they sold outside. So um, they taught they taught us how to make three types of drinks with the same rum. It was that Bacardi dragon fruit rum. Um, so it was the the blended one, the mixed one, and then. It was one on ice and one without the ice. So it was pretty cool. Um, I thought it was cool. Uh, so another thing to mention about Food and Wine Festival is that there are events that they hold at the festival center. Um, right. And they vary. Uh, there are things like the mixology, like I mentioned. And they also have some chefs. Sometimes celebrity chefs come in and they'll do a tutorial on a dish and you get to sample it. Like they'll have some pre-made ones that they'll give out to the audience. And um, so those events, if you want to see it at the festival center, are separate tickets. You'll have to buy tickets uh, either when you're there or in advance to pretty much see the the chefs or take the class. Um, the festival center though is open for if you're in the park, you can go in there pretty much, right? Right. It's off. Um... To the side by uh the land like over in that um where they used to have like body wars i guess that's where it used to be in that area it's like a dome right um it's like a yellow dome yeah it's kind of off to the side by uh same side as test track i'm just can't remember yeah what it's and called. future world um it's oh fe- there we go future yeah. world so at the festival center uh you can go in there as long as you're you know in the park you can go in there and explore um, you can check out the uh, merchandise. So they have a they have food and wine festival merchandise there. They also have a selection of wines that are from various like vineyards. Um, right. So you can uh, see the the ones that are on sale and then order it there, and they'll ship it. Um, Nelson, I think you've had experience with that, right? Oh yeah. So um, last year. Um, I kind of had combined two Disney trips. Right. Um, the first half, I guess, was uh, a Disney trip, a Disneyland weekend trip with family and friends as um, we celebrated both my dad's birthday and Zane's first birthday. Oh, yes. In Disneyland. Yes. So we kind of had separate trips, but then we met up there. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. yeah, so... Um, we spent Disney or that weekend in Disneyland. And then I was already planning a trip like with my other friend, Eric, to go to the food and wine festival. And so I ended up just planning it to tack on to like the rest of that week. So after following that weekend, we, me and my friend, Eric, we went to Florida from there, but, um, I felt bad and sorry because, uh, on the trip, back up to the bay i went up with you guys mm-hmm. and you guys ended up having to drop me off at the airport which was not originally part of the plan so i felt bad because i made them go out of their way to do that for me so Outside i wanted bed. to <laughs> i wanted to make it up and um yeah i got a, i found a wine there and ordered it and had it shipped back to uh, to, to you guys yeah to us yeah and we did receive so, it. Yeah. And it's, and it's kind of uh, ironic, the, the one that you got us, because it's uh, <laughs> it's Skywalker Ranch, and they're pretty much from here in California. So um. Right, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's funny how that happened. Yeah. I, didn't, I actually didn't know it was uh, they, the winery was actually in Marin County. Yeah, but yeah, um, uh, George Lucas's. Yeah. Right, and so when I was there last year in, in Florida... I just saw, I was like, oh, cool, Skywalker. This is, uh, yeah, this is uh, Star Wars-ish, you know, or at least George Lucas right, owned right. Um, Definitely. wine. So I was just like, oh, cool, let me let me, let me, me get some of this. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, <laughs> it just turned out to be like, hey, it's from California anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
you know? Oh, well. It's all good. It's yeah. still good. I mean, I haven't busted it out yet, so we'll save it oh, for yeah? a special occasion here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if um, Rissa opened up hers. Oh, yeah? Did you get her I... uh, something like that, too? Yeah, I got you the Pinot, mm-hmm. and I got Rissa, what was it? I think it might have been a Chardonnay. Okay, cool. But, yeah, she she likes the white wines. Yeah, definitely. And I know you like reds. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. So, yeah, that's the Festival festival Center. Um, also over there, they have the Chase Lounge. So that's right. So if you haven't heard of it, basically, if you have a Chase card or, you know, use Chase Bank or have the Disney Chase Visa card or pretty much any Chase card, you can get into the Chase Lounge. And um, in the Festival Center, they have the Chase Lounge there where they offer you some fountain beverages like soda and a place to sit if you're tired and um you know you can and, chat with other people basically uh, and and air conditioning air conditioning definitely that's always uh, <laughs> that's, that's important yeah for sure so if you're feeling warm or something from walking around the parks then uh you can head over there to festival center get in chase lounge and uh just relax pretty much well as long as you're a um a member or yeah a- or you're accompanied by somebody that, you know, yeah. has a chase card, basically. Right. So uh, that's the festival center for you. Um, you know, are you planning, Nelson, to uh, do any of the special uh, extra things at the festival center this coming year or next year? Um, typically, I only go there for the larger selection of um, merchandise, okay. the food and wine merchandise, just because they have a larger... Um, area right for, definitely and it's kind of just all there and because uh, around the world showcase they have you know booths with you know here like some stuff here and there right select basically right and so uh, at the festival center everything's just uh, that's you know available for food and wine festival is just there so it's kind of like a one-stop shop instead right which definitely. is something i kind of prefer Unless, you know, I find something at a specific booth that I'll just like, oh, okay, let me just get this here and there. But uh, um, other than that kind of uh, merch shopping, no, nah, I probably wouldn't do anything at the festival center just because I prefer to walk around the World Showcase and kind of just check off, you know, food items as I go. Okay. Because um, with, uh, with the World Showcase and the event itself, what they do, they provide a little book or I guess a passport mm-hmm. booklet. Yep. And it's it's similar to as you'd think a passport is. So each page is essentially like per country. And instead of a stamp for, you know, quote unquote getting the visa. Right. Uh, you get a little sticker that um, you can place in, in uh, each page to signify like you went there and you got something there. Definitely. So yeah. that kind of acts like as your your own checklist. Yeah. To check and, off what uh, you got at each booth, yeah. basically. And just say, yep, I've been here, I've been there. And then they'll have a list of everything that each booth has to offer. So, yeah, typically I'll just have that passport and, you know, just go around and get what I want. <laughs> Sounds good. So um, are you going to be doing going back to Epcot, like, over the course of your trip to, you know... Do multiple days, basically? Yes. Um, so I believe what we have planned right now is three full days at Epcot. Oh, wow. Yeah. But um, they're they're not back-to-back or anything. Um, you, you've got them, like, spread out, basically? Yeah. Because I'll be there from November 1 through 10. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Flying back on the 10th. So we're so not y- doing any parks on the 10th. But So you're not going to, like, park, park hop on any of your Epcot days? Um... You may probably not. Okay. But I do know like we have one one day we have a reservation for Morimoto, but that's at Disney Springs. Disney Springs, yep. Yep. I forget what park we were doing that day. But uh at any rate, there we're what we typically do is um one major park per day, but we um can and have the ability to park hop if uh we wanted to. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty fun. Um yeah. I mean, I just, I used to do that too, but I don't know. I, I had a pretty much 
the pass to let me in any park anytime. So, well, <laughs> you know? well yeah, you, you you work there, so I work there. Was, so like it's like it's kind of know, a slightly different pass. <laughs> I was pretty much always in Hollywood Studios, and then you know occasionally I'll go to the other parks. Like some right. of my coworkers will be like, "Hey, let's go here." I'll be like, "Okay, let's go," or roommates or something. They'll be like, "Let's yeah. go." So I'll go. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I did get to check out food and wine quite a bit when I was there because I was like, Hey, this is cool. Why don't I spend all my hard earned money over here? You know, <laughs> it's not like I already give them all my money anyway. <laughs> yeah. And so just as a forewarning to all you listeners, like, um, the food and wine festival is great fun and I have great like selection of food, but just be prepared. It's, yeah. uh, it'll add up. <laughs> it will add up and it will add up quick. So add up quick. I've I've heard this some tips here. Um one tip that I've heard is that um you can use the gift card that they sell at the Food and Wine Festival. Uh you can load it up with any amount that you want uh, if you set a budget and then just keep using that until you run out then you're done. Basically, right? Right. Um, yeah, I was actually thinking of that exact tactic. Yeah, so they have some food and wine like tags that they sell at Epcot and you wear it around your wrist. They scan it and they use it as a, you know, like a gift card. But basically you can use any Disney gift card uh, loaded mm-hmm. up with whatever amount you choose for your budget. And then uh, until until you run out, basically, when you run out, that's it. Stop spending because um, it, like Nelson mentioned, it will add up quickly. If you And then if you're just using your you know, magic band to pay or, you know, your linked credit card to your room or your room key or something, that's going to cost you a lot of money. You're going to see the bill when you get back to the hotel and you'll be like, what is this? Um, (laughs) You probably won't even remember that you spent all of it. Um, But then you'll say, oh, I bought all that food, basically. Yep. Yep. And another thing is you're going to probably, if you're over 21, you're probably going to be drinking. um, And that will probably fog your memory a little bit as well. And you won't remember you're spending the money. <laughs> right. And at these uh, individual booths, too, um, for the all these separate or um, uh, how do I say all these uh, variety of beers and right. whatnot and even wine. It's not like a full glass. It's yeah. uh, how big, maybe only like a six ounce pour. Yeah. If you're doing a flight. Or something like that. Yeah. Um, I think you can uh, buy a pint, though. Um, oh, they offer yeah. It. Like some some locations offer pints, like yeah. the Norwegian um, area, and then of course um, Germany. Germany. And yep. Or if you go to the the booth that's dedicated to beers, uh, yep, they have one of those. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so you could buy flights, but there's there's smaller pours, or you could buy pints. So right. Um, just be careful because that adds up too. <laughs> yes they do so so yeah um that's the tactic i i heard um so you're pretty much budgeting yourself you're limiting yourself to what you have on that card um mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you don't want to spend way too much you know anyway um so um let's move on to something like what what do you think you would like to add like if there's any booths that you want to add for cuisine uh what would you like to see that's not represented right now Nelson. Well, I'm kind of biased. Right. I would love to see a Philippine booth. You know, that's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking, you know. I you mean, know, Thailand got one last exactly, year. Exactly. I'd, I'd like to see that. You know, what would they bring? Would they bring adobo? You know, is that, is that probably, what they're going to bring? Probably that. <laughs> Pan, uh, pancit. Pancit, probably. yeah. yeah. And uh, maybe even just Lumpia Shanghai. Yeah. Yeah, for finger food. You know, they they did the Pongo Lumpia. I was thinking of that exactly. You know, that's a dessert lumpia. <laughs> yeah. And and they did that over at Animal Kingdom and then, then you know, they brought it they took it away and then they brought it over here to California. Um but yeah, why not have the Shanghai Lumpia, right? <laughs> savory. Lumpia Shanghai, go, yeah. Go savory. Um, you know, maybe hollow hollow. Yeah. Oh, that would definitely be a good dessert. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing I did hear was that Tandoi Rum, um, which is the Philippine rum brand, um, is actually about to overtake Bacardi in, in rum sales. So Wow. <laughs> that could be their drink. 
you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> so, I know in the Philippines, it's the they just really just have San Miguel beer. Right, right. Oh, you could have that too. And no? I mean, it, yeah, it's a lager, but it's nothing. In all honesty, it's nothing that special. But <laughs> but they could add it to the menu. Right. So. Yeah, just to have variety. Because I mean, even at the China booth, they have Sing Tao. Sing Tao. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. you could get that at the store. Right. Right. <laughs> so, um, did you check the Thailand booth uh, to see what kind of beer they had? Did they have Singha or Chang? Which kind did they have? Um, I think they had Singha. Okay. Cool. Which is the better of the two? Right. Yeah, I've tried both also. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, any other cuisine that you'd like to see that you haven't seen represented yet? You know. Um, all the other major company, uh, company, uh, countries are pretty much are represented. So, uh, but I think it was um South Korea that only got introduced like 2016, I think. So that's kind of recent also. Well, I remember the South Korea booth in 2012, actually. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Then it was there was definitely another Asian. Another different that, country that yeah. wasn't there. Yeah, it's probably. Right. But um, you, maybe something from Africa, I think. You know? Yeah. They, they have just one booth. Then they call it Africa. Oh, yeah. See? <laughs> see? You know, Africa is a very big continent. You know, they could have it's, something from yeah, other huge. countries. Split it out. Right. So it's kind of um, too generalized if it's just Africa. Yeah. I think it it could have more representation. I think so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, like, um, Australia and New Zealand have separate booths. Yeah. They usually are um, put together. Yeah. For most most things. So, yeah, they they have their own, like their own. They're separated. So, yeah, that, uh, that could be something they could do. Separate the Africa booth. At, totally they bad. could, in all honesty, they could also separate the China booth too, because there's like major regions, uh, regions in China. Yeah. So there, there's um, Sichuan. That's yeah. a that's a big style. Right, right. Um, they could do Hong the, Kong style too. Yeah, and Hong Kong is definitely it's their own. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like they could definitely like um, make some more specific booths. Yeah, maybe something like a Nepal booth or something. That'd be cool. <laughs> You yeah, know? that'd be interesting what the what 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 they'd have to offer. <laughs> right. So I saw some Nepalese food. Um, there's a food truck that came by before. Uh, yeah. They have something called momos. They're like little sh- like dumplings. Pretty cool. They mm. taste pretty good too. And then um, they do have like a curry dish. So similar to Indian food, but Nepal. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, um, that's something I'm looking forward to is going next year because. Um, I haven't been back since 2012, and uh, I want to try some of the stuff I haven't tried. I don't think I tried anything from Brazil, so I kind of want to try that the the cheese balls that you're talking about. Oh yeah, no, they're 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 really good, so you won't be disappointed. So there's one thing I heard that America Booth has a lobster roll. Um, yes, they do. Have you tried that? Because I heard it was good. Is it good? Every year I get it. Okay, okay, so that's a, a return <laughs> item basically. Yeah, now that you said that, like, yo, I, I guess I didn't mention that. <laughs> so, yes, the lobster roll is really good. And when I first heard it, <laughs> I don't know why, but I was just literally thinking of like a sushi roll. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of deal. But uh, no, it's uh, it's like more like a sandwich. It comes sandwich, in like yeah. a, a yeah. bun. Yeah. So. so it's like, you know, like a lobster salad or something inside the bun, right? Right. Cool. I like that. Um, so I'm going to try it, basically. I that's really too. good too. Yeah, that's <laughs> at the America, yeah, booth. So, um, something that um, I didn't mention was that there is something called Eat to the Beat series mm. that they do um, at Epcot. So, along with the the food there, they have entertainment um, and Eat to the Beat. So, basically, they have different bands come up to the stage that's over there by American Pavilion. Mm. Um, they have different bands come in every week and play like a set and then uh you can either like purchase one of the the, t- the series tickets for vip seating or you can right. get in line and you know general ad admission basically mm-hmm. um and then just pick a seat but um that's a that's a pretty cool thing that they do they have bands in come in and uh sometimes it's it's pretty good 
uh, music. One oh, yeah. One of the big names that I've seen is Boys to Men. Yeah, Boys to Men. So they were there in 2012 when I went, so I saw them. Um, I also saw Sugar Ray. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they were there as well. And this year, I, I think Smash Mouth is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard Baja Man was already, already there, Baja Man. Um, so, 98 uh, degrees. Exactly. They're going to be there this year. I was like, they're still they're still performing? <laughs> yeah. Apparently at Eat to the Beat. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised to see their name there. Like, what? Exactly. Nice. So, maybe one day we'll see InSync. <laughs> oh, seriously. I mean, Backstreet Boys, they, they, they've been back. and Yeah, bring, bring back the Backstreet Boys. We'd love to see them. I know. Them. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's that series. Um, so, you know, some of the celebrity chefs that also come in. Um, this year, I think Tiffany Thiessen, who played uh, Kelly Kapowski in Saved by the Bell, she's going to do, she's going to be one of the celebrity chefs. I don't know. I didn't know she was a chef, but apparently she oh. has a cookbook, and uh, she was going to be one of the ones going to the event center and uh, doing a demonstration. So um, I think if you, you know, do the thing, you get to meet them i think huh i'm not i'm not sure if you get to meet them but you get to see them live basically <laughs> like All the right, celebrity well. chefs um but yeah it's all scheduled and you know they they post the the schedule they post it out beforehand so um if there's anybody next year or even this year that uh, you guys listeners want to see check it out uh check to see who which celebrity chefs are left and uh you'll probably get to see them live pretty much if you nice. uh like buy the ticket, you know. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's um, that's pretty much what I remember from from uh, doing the food and wine festival back in back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is also something called Party of the Senses, and um, I think I mentioned it to you last week, Nelson. Um, right. Yeah, you did. This is also a separate uh, ticketed event. I believe it's like two fifty nine per person. Um, and they hold it at the, there's an event center that's separate from the one that I mentioned earlier. It's in between, I believe Canada and whatever's next to Canada, Mexico. No, that's on the other side. It's, it's between Canada and another pavilion. Um, and it's basically a whole bunch of chefs from around the area. Um, they focus on Disney property chefs, but they come in, they cook a dish and then they allow you to come in and try it, basically. Um, if you buy the ticket, you're going to have reserved seating. Um, so you get to sit at a table. And if beforehand there's another group that you want to sit with, you can mention that group. And uh, Disney will try to sit you at the same table as them or close to them, basically. Um, so they're, they have... So the focus on the food is to like pretty much get all your senses involved. Rather than, you know, just your taste. Um, so, you know, they try to make it look appealing, you know, or interesting. And they also try to make it smell good. And then, I don't know about the hearing sense, but um, I think, you know, they try to make it sound good. I don't know how, but, you know, it's it's party for the senses. Uh, they do have some live entertainment, like a band that will play. So that's, that's I guess, is what the, the hearing sense is, you know. Uh, so right. The, but it's it's not like overwhelmingly loud or something. But they they have somebody that the place for you basically. Um, but yeah, uh, that's another separate thing. Uh, Nelson, um, what do you think? You uh, interested at all in anything like that? Uh, my truly, in all honesty, my only priority is the food. Okay. <laughs> I might get a chance to you know explore that eventually one day month yeah but um what has my full attention is the food (laughs) yeah to me um stuff like party of the senses or like going for for seeing the chefs or something celebrity chefs if, Mm -hmm. if you don't have a particular chef that you're really like attached to or you know want to see really really want to see then Mm -hmm. i don't think it's it's for you because you know you gotta pay a separate ticketed event you know so and if it's 250 something that's well for for party of the senses yeah but for like you know the event center event center normal you know oh, okay. um demonstrations if you're still if you're not really attached to the chef in particular then you know you might want to skip it and just kind of 
stand back, maybe see them from afar, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what I have to say about those. Um, but, yeah, Party of the Senses, to me, feels like a, a date night event. Because if you're shelling out, like, 500 bucks for you and your date, then, you know, it's something that you want to go and experience together, you know? That's something, like, a fancy, I would think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, so yeah. Um, if you guys are going and you're going casually with a group of friends or something like that, family, then uh, I would think that you should, you know, just uh, go around World Showcase, see what you like, and try it. Um, one tip that I would say is don't get the same thing as somebody else because, you know, you could just always try a bite of somebody else's thing, you know? That right. Yeah, everybody gets sample. something different and you can sample it. Everybody could try it everything pretty much right so uh any any tips you want to give to our listeners nelson since uh you're turning this into an annual event for you (laughs) well um in all honesty uh the only real tip that i would have is uh if um you know you're being pretty budget conscious uh yeah look into um possibly you know uh, getting that gift card or some other way or if, if you'd rather just use cash and just have like a set aside a full pocket full of or envelope full of just what you're going to spend for the day yeah that's good i like that um, idea that that'll help you know keep monitoring what uh, you get and if you're going to do that then it's also better to look ahead of time what's available and definitely yeah just you know circle what you want to truly try on the budget that you have available to you yeah and then have your other party members uh, get something else that you want to try. That's an, another great tip is if you're <laughs> in a larger group, then like what Mike's saying, um, everyone gets something different. There so we go. We can all, you, you guys can all try something. Uh, just essentially you could probably pull it off and try everything <laughs> from the, those from the, the, each booth. Right. Even with a group of like four people, I think it's possible. Yeah. yeah you can just spread it out. Definitely. Definitely. You'd be like, okay, I'll get this, you get this, and we'll just try a bite. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Unless it's something that's so good that nobody wants to share. Yeah, like the, <laughs> the like the filet. Uh, like I'm the fillet. sorry, bro. <laughs> I'm getting one for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe two. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those. It's like, yep, I'm going to get this just for me. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's, um, that's uh, good tips, I believe. Um, so basically, uh, I think we could, you know, end the show here. What do you think else? Yeah, there's, um, anything you want to say? There's not much else to it. I mean, it's, um, it's just a huge, huge variety and it kind of might be just even overwhelming. (laughs) Yes. Of, uh, all the, everything that's available there, but, um, yeah, take your time and hopefully you're, if you're to visit, you know, visit for, have multiple visits. So you don't try and shove everything all in one day because your gut probably won't be happy with you <laughs> right right so i guess that's another good tip if if you can uh, go for multiple days all right so if you can only do one day at epcot and you're doing the food and wine what would you say oh are the must-haves are the must-haves i, th- oh, I know we've mm-hmm. mentioned the filet mignon and mm-hmm. you know that's you can start on the canada side and then it's easy. You get it right there. Um, any other must-haves that you know you would think that we would have to try, basically? Um, so fillet, definitely. Yes. Um, yes. I would say the lobster roll is really good over yep. in America. That Love seems that. to be yep. another um, another uh, staple. Um, I also really like the duck bao over in China. Oh, okay. So um, if um, you guys like to eat duck or have <clears throat> had duck before the duck bow over in the china booth is really good too all right um let's see so are the cheese balls in brazil one of those must-haves or well definitely for me and my sister okay okay um personally i would skip france just because they're uh what they offer there is kind of extreme (laughs) Escargot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, heck, I've I've tried it, but escargot is not my favorite. Okay. <laughs> Something about that snail, right? Yeah, I don't know. So, um, 
Would you skip the Italy booth? Yeah, personally, just because I'm not uh, so much into pasta. Yeah, I mean, and I en- I enjoy pasta, but from not- what I recall, there's nothing that really stuck out to right. me. I mean, right. I'd probably get a cannoli, but <laughs> but not that's not pasta. But um, yeah, yeah, basically. Eh. <laughs> oh, also, I would I typically skip out on Japan too. Why is that? Because you, they, the stuff Their they offer items, is already there. Well, the items they offer, they always seem a bit lackluster. Oh, okay. In all honesty, and I'm, I think last year they even had like a spicy tuna roll. I'm mm-hmm. just thinking like they have that. That's anywhere. so basic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a, a normal Japanese sushi roll. Yeah, you could get that at any sushi restaurant, even wannabe sushi restaurant. So yeah, <laughs> and, and in all honesty too, like their their alcohol selection isn't great okay i think they had like ichiban Mm. or kirin which you know it's it's i mean okay let's be honest asian beer or asia is not really known for beer okay yeah that's true (laughs) um the selection is pretty limited and they're kind of eh to okay yeah so yeah um i typically don't really get anything from the japan booth so Uh, would you say a must-have is to like hit up the flights of beer or like the beer booth, is that, is that a must-have? <laughs> right. So if we're do, if we're talking beers, um, I think the best place uh, they have one that's called the Brewers Collection. Oh, okay. Um, and, and that's one to definitely hit up. Yeah, and craft, uh, craft drafts. It's that's like a separate building. Whoa. So those are yeah. craft beers, right? Right. And I mean, I'm all about the craft beers. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So. That's a that's a big thing over here in California, basically. Yeah. So um, that uh, is not technically part of the world showcase. It's off to if you're facing the showcase, it's off to the left. Mm-hmm. So you just follow the signs. Right, right. Definitely signs for craft drafts. Um, but the um, Brewers collection that's over towards uh, Germany. So those those are like, would you say we have to get the flights or like get all the selection of beers or just try a particular beer or what do you think? Well. If um if you'd like to just try things, then the flights are definitely a good option. Um, but for me, I think by this point I've had everything. Wow. <laughs> I've wow. tried everything because I think they're the same every year, at least at Brewers Collection. Okay. Um, at uh, Craft Drafts, they they definitely cycle those out. Right. So, because I mean that they have like a pomegranate beer that's like there every year, and it's yeah. okay. Because I I mean. I, I kind of like fruit beers sometimes. I There's definitely like some mango and pineapple beers that I really like, but the pomegranate one was okay. It okay. wasn't very strong for one. Yeah. It was more sweet than anything. So um, if I were to get a full beer from like Brewer's Collection, then it'd probably be like a Pilsner or something, lager, whichever real beer that they have. Okay. So um, do you know if with the flights – you get to select which ones are in the flight, or do they have like a flight one or a flight two? You know? Oh, they're pre predetermined. Predetermined. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I've ever asked to like, could I switch this one for like two of these? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever asked that before, but um, you might be able to do that. Yeah, I don't think I've tried it either. Uh, tried to do that. I think well, I've just gone with the flight because it's you know you're paying a certain amount, so you kind of want to try them all, right? Right, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Is like since you're paying, you, you since you're getting a flight, might as well like try the actual different varieties that are available. Right, definitely. So that's just a way to try it. So yeah, yeah. Other than that, you know, like why would you do that? You know, swap out for two of one. <laughs> right. Unless you've tried it before. Um, yeah. Well, then you should just get a pint from that. <laughs> right, right. Try the best. Or just get the best one that you like. Right. The yeah. one you like the best. So yeah, sounds like uh, sounds good. yeah all right um so i think that's all the time we have for today um do you have anything you want to say to our listeners so um i'll be more than uh happy to uh record it like all my my trips down at epcot and even the other parks because we're not only going to epcot this year so i'll be um recording all all my you know food sampling and walking around the showcase and even just walking around all the parks. So hopefully I'll um, be able to record some good content for you guys. And uh, so hopefully you can look forward to seeing all the, all the goodies over there. 
so yeah, that's something I'm definitely looking forward to. All the footage <laughs> that uh, Nelson's gonna get. Um, so guys, when he gets it up there uh, on our, I'll I'll get the footage and we'll put it together in a vlog, um, and then that will be ready for you, <laughs> for you guys to view. Um, it's gonna be entertaining uh, for sure. Uh, Nelson's vlogs are always entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I try to make it. Um... Interesting, <laughs> for lack of a better word. <laughs> <laughs> so um, basically, um, pretty much every Saturday, we've been releasing a video. And um, our latest one is on Wine Country Trattoria. Uh, we did the uh, the Paint the Night Parade um, prefix menu uh, when we went last. And so that's what we reviewed in our uh, latest restaurant review. So guys, check it out on YouTube. Also, continue to check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the posts there. Um, if you like this podcast, uh, please subscribe and leave us a rating and review on uh, iTunes or Google Play or even any of your favorite um, podcasting apps. Also, uh, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and hit the bell icon so that you can... Uh, Receive some notifications whenever we post a new episode or, you know, do a comment or something. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we will see you next time. See ya.